The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back. And thanks for joining us on this Wednesday morning. And we're glad you're with us as we continue in, uh, in our study of the source of truth, which, of course, is the Word of God. And here this morning, we're going to start. We finished Philippians yesterday, and the uh, Lord's kind of laid a passage on my heart for the last couple of days, and I, uh, it's a bit of a longer one, but I think it's a great passage to look at. Uh, we're going to be in the Old Testament in the book of Job. Uh, and I think Job is a great book because it helps us to be able to see so many aspects. One, when you first look at the book of Job, you're going to look at a story where, well, it just doesn't seem to make sense or seem to be fair what's happening to Job. And, and frankly, you would agree it's not. Um, and that's something to look at. It gives us a view of God that is very anti the culture today and a view of God that helps us to see God's thinking in the life of Job that is differing from the way the world views God and sometimes the way we view God. It helps us to see God's working, God's plan, and, uh, but it really does. And, and if you come to the book of Job with this idea of a certain perception of God, and, and that if, if I live a certain way, then God's going to make sure that everything turns out this. If I do all of A, then B must happen. And if that's how we view God and our relationship with God, uh, we're going to find this book very confusing because that is the exact antithesis, the opposite of what this book is saying. There is no, if I'm a really good person, God will bless. It's going to answer the question sometimes, why do bad things happen to good people? It's going to answer the question sometimes, why is it in the midst of my battles do I feel completely alone? It's going to get us a chance to glance at God and see what, what is he doing? Why is, this, why is this happening? But it also gives us the mindset in the heart of a godly man. And, uh, and that why, how do you respond to things and everything just seems to be falling apart? Why, why does everything seem to be falling apart? Things of that nature. Now, I'm not going to say that everything we read and what happens to Job, because we get a chance in the book of Job to go behind the scene, and we get to go into heaven, and we get to see why these battles happen to Job. We don't, unlike today where things are happening to us or allowed to happen, and we don't get it. We get to see why. So we get to see behind the scenes and actually what's going on. Please remember, though, when we look at this, we know if you've, if you've ever read the book of Job, you know that at one point we do. God takes us to the throne room of heaven where there's a conversation between God and Satan. That happens more than once. So we get to see behind the scene. It's easy for us to look at this and say, okay, I don't understand why, but God's, God's doing this. Here's the thing to remember. Job did not have that luxury. He wasn't able to see behind the scene initially to know what was going on. And then his friends came, and boy, they just made him look like he was even a horrible, worse sinner than anybody out there because it was happening to them. So we have to remember that going into this. What I want to do in the introduction, the first few verses of Job chapter 1, I want to get a little bit of the idea of Job. We're going to do this in the first couple, first couple sessions, episodes of, our, of this book. Um, what is it? What, what do we learn about Job? So Job chapter 1, verse 1. The Bible says, There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. Now, let me give you a couple things and some of the verb, words used here. Um, they were translated from, from Hebrew, and, and the translations we don't always use. They don't mean the same they do. Like the word perfect does not mean perfect in our day. We think perfect as great, no flawed. This word perfect is, is really means mature. This man was a good man, a godly man, a mature man. Uh, that means he strived to do right before God. He wasn't flawless. 
He was a godly man. He was a good man. So there was a man. His name was Job. Please understand, intriguingly enough, if you were to look at the historical background of when the different books of the Bible were written, Job was actually the first one written. Uh, it doesn't mean he was before Genesis and Abraham. It was just the first one written. So Job was back in the older times, in, in the Old Testament time. Uh, we know that Job, so he was a perfect man. He was upright and one that feared God and his duty. So he was upright. He was a man of integrity, a man of spiritual maturity. He was a man of integrity. Now, let me tell you what I mean by the idea of a man of integrity. Um, this man would have been in today's climate, today's culture, he would be somebody who was no different at church than he was at home. Now, that here's what I mean by that. Sometimes people go to church, or maybe we go to church, and we want to look good. We want to look spiritual. We come, we sing, we do all the right things. But at home, ah, man, we just live the life of Satan. And it's not a matter. It, it, here, here's the key I want to look at. We shouldn't be different. Our walk with God should be the same, all right? At church and at home. That doesn't mean we try to put our fake facade on at home. That means we desire to be godly men and women at home in our daily lives, and it flows over to church. I come to church to worship because I've loved God all week long, and I love what he's doing, and I'm reading his Bible. I'm worshiping him myself throughout the week. So when I come to church on Sunday, it's an overflow, an outflow of my worship to him throughout the week. It could be I sing and read the Bible. It could be I listen to music about a good Christian music that encourages me, that points me to Jesus, um, that throughout the week. So when I get there, man, I'm thankful. I'm not just dragging in the doors like, oh, I hope God gives me something. And all those days we do that. So it's a man of integrity. He was a man that in, in his culture he would have been a man of integrity. He was upright, but he also feared God. That just meant he, he was desiring to please God. He desired to live in light of God, who God was, and what was right. You know, we often say, and, and I believe this is right, that you know God loves us no matter what. We can't do anything to give Him to love us more. We can't get anything. We can't fail, make Him love us less. But you know, there are there are things we can do to please God. And the Bible says in Ephesians, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, where He desires us to go a certain direction, and we choose the opposite. Well, that's grievous to Him. That means we're no longer filled with the Spirit, and it just grieves Him. It grieves Him because He's trying to guide us in a way that is great for our life and His plan, and we go the opposite, and it grieves Him. It's disappointing. So it's not that He's mad or angry, I can't believe you did that, it's just grievous. So there are things we can do to please God, and we should strive to do that. And please understand, it doesn't mean the more I please God, the better Christian I am. It just means we want to strive to please God because we love God. And so we're striving to do that. So he feared God. He reverenced God. He stood in awe of an almighty God. And a shoot evil, old-fashioned word for he just turned away from evil. So he's a, he's a mature man in God. He is a man of integrity. What That means he was a leader at home, a godly man. Can I just say this? And I don't mean this uh, to be as many call patriarchal, but can I say that he was a godly man? Man, that's what we need. We don't need someone who just kind of makes it to church, kind of does this. We need men of God that are leading in the home that are godly men. That's what we need in the homes, and that's what this is. And yes, I know we need godly women too, but I believe we need godly men. And uh, this is something that we can see in here. We need men that are mature, growing in Christ. They are men of integrity. Uh, they're not hiding and doing something different when no one else is looking. They fear the Lord. They love God. They reverence God, and they turn from evil. That means they make practical decisions every day to stay away from evil. The temptations that come, that went, came to Job and come to us, these things we choose. Yes, they're real, and they're harsh, and part of us really wants to do it. But we know that we want to fear God and love God, and so we stay from those things. Now, we say, what well, Job didn't deal with it. He was perfect. This is why we know the word perfect does not mean flawless. 
later in the book, we're going to find a passage where Job stated this. He says, I have made a covenant with mine eyes. Why would then I then look at a maid to lust after her? Job understood that temptation was there, but he had chosen to make a decision to do, make a decision prior. He goes, I'm not going to do this based upon this position. You see his maturity in that. He had made a position and made a decision not to engage in things or to do things that would hurt himself, ultimately hurt his family. And uh, so let me talk, we'll just finish with the blessing that God put in his life. Verse two, and there was, and there were born of him seven sons and three daughters, 10 children. His substance was also 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels and 500 yoke of oxen, 500 donkeys and a very great household. So this, this man was the greatest of the men in the East. He was the wealthiest man of the East. Now, the one thing to remember is, intriguingly, there's a lot of people there. He did this. We know he was a man of um, integrity and he feared the Lord. What does that mean? He did not gain this wealth by trickery. He did not gain this wealth by stealing. He did not gain this wealth by, by manipulating and doing all the things that sometimes business is known for. He gained this by doing things right. And God blessed him as a result of it. And that can be done today in a crooked and perverse world that can still be done today. Now, we get a little bit of a glimpse of who he was. I want us to remember, Job was not perfect in the sense we see today. Well, I could never be that. He wasn't another picture of Jesus where he was flawless. He was just a godly man. Now, a man that strove to be this. And we'll see a little more in the next couple of days. What did that look like? What are some steps to show us that? Not just God's opinion, but what it was really like. Can I challenge you? Our, our job, I shouldn't say job, our desire as Christians should never be to try to be a man or woman that we read in the Bible. We're not trying to be like Abraham or Moses or David or, or Job. We're trying to learn from them. God placed them in there, not so that we can emulate a person, because if you do that, then you start emulating Samson. <laughs> you emulate people you shouldn't want to in that area. Um, what we see is these men and women of Scripture are no different than us. And so what we learn from this is what we can grow. How can we, how can we become this? What he's putting, he's painting a picture that is doable today. He was not flawless, but he was godly. And that's what we're striving for. But really the book of Job helps us to understand what in the world's going on. What is going on? How, as we look into this, how, how can these horrible things happen to such a godly man? And that's what we're going to look at over, over the next few weeks as we evaluate, probably a couple months, as we evaluate the book of Job. Thanks again for joining us this morning as we begin an introduction into this new book. I hope you stick with us. I hope you share this to other people if it's encouragement to you. Again, if you're watching this today or watching it on YouTube or Facebook, um, you can also catch it through audio format. Uh, you can go to Spotify. Apple um, iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can find it in Google Podcasts, pretty much all the pod, Amazon. You can find it. Look, don't look under Ben Salem Baptist Church. You look under Source of Truth, Source of Truth Podcast. That's what this is called in the audio format. And you'll be able to find it there and you can listen along. You can, there's hundreds of other ones as well. You can go through other books of the Bible through audio format. Thanks again for joining us today. We greatly appreciate the privilege to be part of your day. Hope it's a help and we'll hope we see you again tomorrow.